Welcome back to the Asian Conservative Perspective. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. And so, you know, you know, this is like the, the most ridiculous thing. I've, I've talked about ridiculous things in this, you know, country and what's going on. But Joe Biden had to made, you know, I guess he made a campaign speech um, in Connecticut. Okay. In Connecticut about gun violence and how, you know, he, he's going to keep fighting to take away guns and all this other stuff, you know, the whole spiel, all right? He's been wanting to take away guns. He wants it as a PR move. Um, Gavin Newsom has put in the 28th Amendment, which nullifies the Second Amendment, and so on and so forth, all right? Is there a chance that Gavin Newsom's 28th Amendment is going to pass no, absolutely not, all right? But the Democrats want to take away their guns, all right? So he says this, and then he says, he says, God save the queen. Now, if you don't know, in around the 1500s, a person wrote a song for um, the queen of England, okay? So God save the, save the queen is kind of like synonymous with the United Kingdom, with Great Britain, all right, since the 1500s. This song dates back to the 1500s. I don't know what the title of the song is. I'm sure you could look it up. But in the 1500s, he remarked that it's called God Save the Queen. And so they've been saying that, and they've been saying that ever since Queen Elizabeth was, you know, put into um, into office. All right? So it's kind of a UK thing. You know, Great Britain says God Save the Queen. You know, remember, the, Britain was the... I think, yeah, they are the largest conquerors or, you know, colonial power ever to exist. I mean, they took over like 60% of the world, okay? Like, Genghis Khan took over like 10%, Alexander the Great took like 5%, and Great Britain took like 60%. So, you could tell that their expansion was pretty, you know, heavy. So, a lot of territories, you know, would say, God save the queen. And it's just kind of like a nudge to, you know, it's like kind of a prayer, all right? And Joe Biden says, God save the queen at the end. And it's not like he's in the United Kingdom. He's in Connecticut. He's in the United States. And what's the most craziest thing that I hear about this story is the date today, I believe, is June 18th. Okay. Do you know what happens in two weeks? Two weeks, July 4th happens, all right? And for those, and apparently I'm very popular in the Czech Republic, for those in the Czech Republic that you don't know, is July 4th is the American holiday where America pretty much said, we are no longer part of Great Britain. And if you don't know American history, um, the American Revolution happened. So Great Britain um, started, uh, won the, I believe it's called the French and Indian War, um, we, I think Americans call it the Seven Years War, but, or Americans call it the French and Indian War, um, everyone else in the world calls it the Seven Years War. So Great Britain won that war, and they, uh, they spent a lot of money winning the war against the French. So what ended up happening was they were like, hey, we, we helped you guys, we helped the colon uh, colonists out. You guys got to start paying taxes, more taxes. And so America was like, no, we're not going to pay taxes. You know, screw you guys. 
And then they said, oh, no, no, you guys are going to pay taxes. So they introduced something called the Stamp Act. Then they started taxing everything, tea, stamps, everything. All right. But the controversial one is the Stamp Act. Okay, so for every piece of paper, and if you don't know America, America loves their documentation. They document everything, which is why we have such in-depth things about slavery. We have such in-depth things about every little detail because America documents it all on paper. They leave a huge paper trail, all right? So at the time, you know, paper was very, was very important, all right? You couldn't get like a loan or anything like that without paper. So in order to get a paper, you need a stamp on it to legalize it. And that would cost you money. So America's like, no, we're not going to do that. So America sent out the Olive Branch Petition, all right? So the Olive Branch Petition was like, I believe this was a little bit after, but uh, Britain stopped the Stamp Act and then they re-implemented it. So... America came back and said, okay, we're going to send the Olive Branch Petition. And the Olive Branch Petition was pretty much um, saying, hey, we don't want to fight. We just want you to stop giving us so much uh, so much taxes. And so um, I believe his name's King Henry. No, King. I could picture his face. He's wearing a yellow suit. I, I, I don't remember his name. Um, but he was the king. And they sent the Olive Branch Petition pretty much saying, hey, Please help us. You know, we don't want to be taxed so much. We don't have enough money to live. And so the king said, no, no, we're still going to tax you. And if you don't listen to what I, what I say, you're going to get hanged. So that's when a bunch of riots came out. Um, the Boston Massacre, which wasn't really a massacre. It was five people that were killed. And it was very... It, I mean, America likes to picture it like this, you know, noble thing where British troops fired on um, on Americans, innocent Americans. No, that's not what happened. I mean, Americans were throwing rocks at the British. Um, they were they were, you know, punching each other and all this other stuff. It was it was nasty. It wasn't like this calm thing on how American newspapers like to say it was. It was not. It was pretty violent. In fact, I believe it was John Adams or James Madison, one of the founding fathers. I think it's Madison. Madison actually defended the British. He actually went to court. And this guy is a staunch. He was a staunch um, a pro-America. You know, he was, he was one of the guys that wanted to be pro-America and to secede from Great Britain. And he defended the British, saying that the British were doing what they were doing with self-defense. So... You know, but anyway, going back, a bunch of riots started coming out. The Boston Tea Party happened. The Boston Massacre happened. All this stuff started happening. And so they met up, I believe, at Lexington or Concord. I don't remember where the shot heard around the world is. I know we get it confused. I think Lexington was not the shot heard around the world. Concord was. Um, Lexington, they just had their rifles pointed at each other. And then in Concord... That's when we don't know who, what side it was. Someone shot a bullet, and that was the start of the American Revolution. So in the American Revolution, America was getting their butt kicked, like as you know, as you would expect. They were getting completely destroyed by Britain, okay? And so they had a plan. Well, the French hate Britain, so we should appeal to the French, okay? 
And so they drafted up. And so the French said, okay, we hate the British, but we don't want to give you guys all this money and weaponry and troops without, without you know, a promise. Like, what if you guys just turn your backs and say, oh, we're still British uh, loyalists? You know, so America devised the plan and they said, okay, we're going to create the Declaration of Independence, which pretty much was just a paper that said, I hate you. We are no longer part of you guys and go F yourself. That was pretty much what the Declaration of Independence is. I mean, it's very more articulate than that. Um, it doesn't have any curse words in it, but it it's only a page long. And so they sent that and they made about 200 copies and hung it around every tavern to show that we are serious. And they sent it to the French and they said, okay, we are 100% serious to... Um, seceding so it was actually technically signed on july 3rd but i think it was actually like a couple days it was like july 3rd to july 8th but thomas jefferson just said and we're just gonna make it july 4th so it could be celebrated as a holiday so my point being is that this holiday signifies that the united states escaped from british rule all right they said they were no longer part of Great Britain. We are done with you guys, and <laughs> we're creating our own country. And so they did. Okay? And now Joe Biden, 250 years or so later, 250 years later, we have Joe Biden or Beijing Biden saying, God save the queen. I mean, did you do you not know about American history? Why would you say that f two weeks before the 4th of July? Okay, the day when we announced our independence from Great Britain. That's like, and no offense to contemporary Britain, okay? There's no harm. Contemporary Britain is one of the greatest allies that the United States has. Um, you gave us a lot of actors. You gave us a lot of good music. I still love the Beatles. I love Led Zeppelin, all right? So contemporary uh, Britain is great, all right? But that doesn't negate the fact that we seceded from you guys, all right? That's like saying contemporary um, contemporary Germany is great, all right? There's no issues with Angela Merkel. I mean, a little bit, besides Angela Merkel's kind of an idiot by, you know, allowing Putin to just give them fuel instead of create their own. But I digress, all right? Angela Merkel isn't as bad. But would it be okay if Joe Biden said... Heil Hitler, all right, right now. No, and it is part of your history. Don't get me wrong. Nazi Germany is part of German history, okay? But you wouldn't say Heil Hitler, all right? In the United States, it's just, it's so dumb, okay? And you, you could go back and be like, well, you know, um, John F. Kennedy said, you know, Ike in Berliner, on national television. Yeah, but he was in Berlin. He was trying to tell Khrushchev that America will back the West, uh, back West Germany and West Berlin. So he was saying, I am a Berliner. I am Berlin. All right. And he was trying to pretty much tell Khrushchev, F off. You are not taking West Berlin, which is what Khrushchev wanted. He wanted all of Germany. Okay. So, yes, he did say in German, I am a, I am a Berliner. 
which a lot of historians say he he said he was a jelly donut because Berliner has two meanings. In Berlin, it also means jelly donut, all right? There's a bunch of words that have two meanings. So a lot of historians make fun of John F. Kennedy for saying that, that he said that I am a jelly donut. But I have talking, I've had a German roommate, and she has clearly stated that, no, he meant that he, it's from Berlin, all right? From Berlin. Now, if you live in Berlin... There is a uh, puff pastry called a Berliner, okay? So, yes, but everywhere else in the world or everyone else in Germany, if you say Ike in Berliner, that means you're from Berlin. You'd say that. You wouldn't say I'm Jelly Donut, all right? If you were in Berlin, it could mean two things. I'm a Berliner or I, um, I'm a Jelly Donut or I, you know, yeah, I'm a Jelly Donut. Because that's the name of the thing. Be like naming, you know, America has the Denver omelet, right? It doesn't mean you're, if I say I'm from Denver, you're not saying I'm a Denver omelet. They have an they have a omelet named after Denver, all right? Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.